Hey, I am so excited for this episode of the Goal Get It podcast because today I get to share with you something I have really been diving into over the past few months, been researching, been experimenting with, and really been just kind of diving into it. And so I can't wait for this episode. So today I'm actually going to be talking about energy management. So energy management has been a bit of a buzzword in the entrepreneurial space as of late and for pretty good reason. Harnessing the energy that you have and leveraging it can massively, massively uplevel your productive output on a daily and weekly basis, meaning you get better results for the same or even less effort. Sounds like a win-win to me, right? So today, that's exactly what we're talking about. I'm diving into what energy management is, why it matters, and how you can work with your energy levels to get more done without doing more. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Goal Get It podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hayworth. You're in the right place if you're an online women entrepreneur who is tired of constantly hustling, but you're still not reaching those big business and life goals. Each week, I'll share effective strategies for building, running, and up-leveling your profitable business, productivity hacks to help you maximize your limited time and energy, and some guidance on exactly how to tailor all that advice specifically to you and your business so you can start taking action on it immediately. So... Are you ready to dive in? Okay, so like I said, this episode is all about managing your energy with the goal of being ultimately productive, aka getting more stuff done, right? So let me back up for just a minute and discuss exactly what energy management is and why it actually matters, like why you care. So energy management is basically exactly what it sounds like. You are managing your own energy energy. You might also know this as stamina or something like that. But in the world of entrepreneurship, this term is used mainly to plan and manage your work and your productivity around your energy levels rather than ignoring your energy levels altogether. It works with other management techniques that you might be familiar with and might have also been learning or or putting into practice like time management, project management, and task management all to help you get more done. So it's a combination of everything together to get more done. However, part of this definition of energy management to me seems incomplete because a large part of energy management in practice in all the research that I'm doing also inherently has to do with not only leveraging and harnessing the energy you already have, but actually optimizing your energy so you have more of it to use. Think about it this way. Every day in all aspects of life, including your business, you are trading resources that you have for results. You trade time, energy, money, cognitive bandwidth, and focus for the results from using those resources, right? So you might trade money for a social media manager to increase your visibility on Instagram that leads to more sales. You might trade time for the strategies that you get from watching a webinar or a masterclass The result being that you now know more about those strategies and how you can in turn leverage them for your own business or your own life. And you might trade energy to do work basically of any kind, right? And the brilliant thing about all of these resources is that none of them act alone because we aren't using any of those resources in a vacuum. So time, energy, money, cognitive bandwidth, and focus They influence one another, which is actually really cool because it means that focusing on leveraging one resource 
actually helps you optimize the others as well. Pretty cool as far as I'm concerned. I totally geek out about this. But let me go a little bit more into these resources because understanding energy as a resource, I think will help you understand how to manage it and leverage it and optimize it a little bit more. So if you think about those resources that I just mentioned, time is a finite resource, meaning once it's gone, it's gone. There is no getting it back, right? But money, cognitive bandwidth, and energy are all renewable resources and ones that you can influence, increase, and impact by optimizing how you use them. You have to be strategic about how you use all of your resources, both time being a finite resource and the renewable ones as well. But you get to, when you're being strategic with those things, that strategy on one resource can also have effects on the other resources, which is really, really cool. So you might be asking, Erin, what does any of this have to do with productivity? Well, the combination of those resources and how we use them is what dictates our productivity. Remember, productivity isn't doing more. It's getting more done that moves the needle on what's important to you. It's not about efficiency, but effectiveness. Not about how many things I can check off my list, but how impactful are the results I'm generating by checking specific things off my list and how effective and impactful it is on pushing me closer to where I want to be faster. And as a productivity coach, I can honestly say that true productivity is sustainable. And sustainable productivity means that you are able to move more towards your goals faster and easier because you are consistent. Productivity is a practice, not a one-time destination. As entrepreneurs, we are what we do consistently, meaning that our routines and our habits around our lives and businesses dictate our success. If you're busy and running the 24-7 hustle race, sprinting toward the finish line, you're going to run out of steam much faster than if you moved forward strategically, resting and recharging when it made sense. Because running a business, living your life, isn't a sprint. And here is where One of these big scary words comes in that inevitably everybody in the entrepreneurial online space knows, burnout, right? And burnout takes more time to come back from than if you just took a day or even a few hours off every once in a while, because that is the trade-off that I see. People are like, I'm going to go really, really, really hard 24-7 hustle until they burn out, and then the amount of time it takes them to recover actually pushes them so much further back than if they would have utilized the rest recharge flow as part of their regular routine rather than this whole like what's called the sprint puke method, right? (laughs) Because rest and relaxation are part of the equation to productivity. And I say sustainable productivity, but to me, sustainable productivity is a little bit redundant because productivity inherently is sustainable. I know I'm like talking in circles, but I have to reiterate these things because We have so many broken ideas about what it means to be productive. Busy is not productive, right? Productive means we're moving the needle forward, not that we're getting the most stuff done, okay? So like I said, rest and relaxation are all part of the equation to productivity. It's not just direct action. It's not just hustle, 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 because my formula for optimum productivity is focused action, energy management, 
and rest and relaxation. So that go, 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 24-7 hustle mentality, that tying your self-worth to how many things you can do in a single day strategy, I'm using air quotes, you can't see it, but quote-unquote strategy, the prioritizing everything else over your own self-care in the name of false martyrdom or fake selflessness thing, those are all things that take a toll on us as women, as entrepreneurs, and to be totally honest, as humans, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And that, that right there is what leads to declining levels of engagement, increasing levels of distraction, poor health, poor focus, poor performance, poor decision-making, brain fog, and yes, burnout. And those results are not what you signed up for. They're not what you signed up for when you said, I'm going to get a ton of stuff done today. All of those things, all of those results, all of the things that happen because you are hustling 24-7 or you think that that's what you should be doing or that you are tying so much of who you are to what you can produce for others or that you think that you have to be available all the time for everybody else, the results that are leading to declined levels of engagement, the distraction, the poor health, the poor focus, the poor performance, the brain fog, the burnout, all of those things counteract all of the efforts you are actually putting in, making your efforts not only less effective, but actually making it pushing you further away from where you want to go rather than pushing you closer to it. You want to avoid those things. You want to avoid burnout because the sprint and puke strategy where you go so hard that you make yourself sick and sometimes even do irreparable harm is actually costing you more time. It's costing you more energy and it's causing you stress. And while I I can totally hear it now, it's like, but I'm using all of these productivity hacks and things like that. While I love a good productivity hack, I'm a productivity coach. I have a freebie called 113 Productivity Hacks, right? I love a good productivity hack. Productivity hacks are part of a larger strategy. That's the truth. You can't batch or time block or Pomodoro method or time track your way out of burnout and horrible energy management. You can't do anything if you can't focus work well, and move the needle forward consistently. So now that I have thoroughly destroyed the hustle mentality as a way of becoming a fulfilled, successful entrepreneur myth, you may be thinking, okay, but how in the world do I do better with managing and increasing my energy and optimizing how I'm using it? Well, first you need to understand how it works. Energy ebbs and flows. There are low energy, and high energy times. And you can actually leverage those ebbs and flows because not all tasks, not all things that are required of you in any given day, week, month, year, are created equal. Some require more energy and different kinds of energy than others. So for example, when you're thinking about these ebbs and flows, you might be feeling really energetic in the earlier mid-morning and then feel a little bit of a slump in the afternoon after you eat lunch or something like that, or you've been working for several hours. And then you might have a resurgence of energy in the early evening. That's what it, like daily ebbs and flows look like, but 
It's also important for me to mention that in addition to kind of daily ebbs and flows, there can also be weekly and monthly rhythms to energy ebbs and flows as well. You might find it hard to get moving on a Monday, or maybe you feel like superwoman on a Monday. So when I say this, I'm not talking about what you force yourself to do on Mondays or Fridays or anything like that. I'm talking about your inherent energy levels, the actual energy levels that you're feeling, not what you're like pushing yourself to do. Okay. So that's what I mean by that. So, you know, Monday may be high energy or low energy for you, depending on lots of different factors. Friday afternoons may be your most energetic time, or maybe you're totally checked out by then, right? So that's how they might ebb and flow on a weekly basis. And then when it comes to monthly ebbs and flows, as most, if not all, of my listeners are women, you probably aren't surprised to hear that your own menstrual cycle can influence energy levels as well. Kate Northrup has a book called Do Less, and she's done lots of work on cycle syncing that has been extremely illuminating and really, really helpful. I know lots of other women entrepreneurs who have been excited about and interested in what's called cycle syncing, where you are working with your cycle and the energy levels that come with your cycle rather than trying to work against it. So if you're interested in that, I recommend you check out her material. If working with your monthly cycle instead of fighting it is something that you you want a little bit of help with. So again, that was Kate Northrup. I will link it in the show notes. Her book is called Do Less. So one more quick note on cycle syncing. If you're like me and countless others that I've had conversations with who either have IUDs or someone who just doesn't have a cycle any longer or some something that's not something you can count on on a monthly basis, there are still ways that you can harness these ebbs and flows and leverage them on a monthly basis. So I would still recommend going and checking out Kate's work for that. So When you're thinking about these ebbs and flows of energy, either on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis, the most important aspect of understanding them is to capitalize on the flows and embrace the ebbs, right? So by establishing specific rituals and habits, you can increase the availability of the energy you need to get more done in less time while working with all of this rather rather than battling against it, right? So I'm going to pause right here for just a second because I know this is a lot to take in. I know that this may be the first time you're even considering your own energy and how it's playing into things other than just saying, man, I'm really tired. Man, I really don't want to do this. Man, this is a lot of work, right? So I'm going to go into a few domains to be cognizant of as you're thinking about energy and also some specific strategies. But the most important takeaway so far is that you're not wrong for not feeling super energetic all the time. You're not wrong for not feeling like you can take on the world at all hours, physically, emotionally, intellectually, any of those things, right? So this is normal it is a normal part for energy to be high at some times and low at other times. So I just want to throw that out there because I know it can get a little, it's a lot, right? It can be a lot. But I wanted to pause here just to let you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. This is a process of self-awareness and then intentionally choosing how you want to move forward. So this the, up to this point has kind of been the awareness part, and there's a little bit more awareness and knowledge coming, but I will also give you specific action steps that you can take 
if you're like, you know what? I don't think I'm managing my energy well. I think I could do a better job of it rather than being like, well, just do all the things. I'll give you one very specific action step at the end of this episode. So let's dive back in. So there are three types or domains of energy that I want you to be considering, especially when thinking about the demanding work of an entrepreneur in this digital age. And as you might have guessed, these three work best when they all work together. So the first domain is physical energy. And this is probably the one that you're most familiar with. This is the actual fuel you need for your body to run well. When you're thinking about this, you might be like, yeah, I know I need like to eat better and I need to like move my body and I need to get plenty of sleep. Yes. Those are all aspects of your physical energy, but they also play into the other domains that I'm going to talk about as well. This is kind of base level energy, right? You can't move on to any of the other domains. You can't even begin to consider them if your physical energy isn't there because we are limited by our physical selves. That's just part part of life, right? It's part of being in these bodies. So a good question to ask yourself if you feel like you could do better at managing your physical energy or you feel like your energy in general needs a little bit of a tune-up, a good question to ask yourself is, is my body supporting me or holding me back? So that question right there can be a really loaded one about, and this is not about body image, it's not about, you know, is my body good enough or anything like that. It's specifically about, is my body helping me get where I want to go? Is it supporting me as I'm chasing my big dreams or is it hindering my abilities to do so? Okay. And there's not supposed to be shame in answering this question. I know things like that might come up for you, but I want you to try to do this as objectively as possible if you do ask yourself that question. Okay. The focus here is mostly about your physiology And is it helping you move more towards being productive and leveraging your time and energy expenditure for the most effective outcome? So is it helping you do that or is it hindering you from doing that? The second domain is emotional energy. So have you ever felt just like emotionally drained? I hear this all the time when talking to specific friends and family members. They're like, oh, I'm just, I'm just done. Emotionally, I'm just done. And they didn't necessarily have a very physically draining day, but emotionally, they just feel like they were playing ping pong with their emotions all day, right? It could be because you've allowed your emotions to go unrecognized and unresolved. That's one reason why you might feel emotionally drained. But it also can happen whenever you have been in a state of heightened emotions for a sustained period of time. Because What ends up happening, and and this is what I mean by all these things play together, what ends up happening whenever you're in heightened stages of emotions for long periods of time is that your emotions have physiological ramifications and consequences. And so, for for example, if you feel stressed, stress releases things like cortisol and hormones that require not only energy to produce, but your body has to combat that or you you know use its own functions use its own energy stores to get back to homeostasis where you can actually be at any given time right so instead of being able to use that energy for things like problem solving you're having to utilize that energy to combat the emotions both on a physiological physical level and even just feeling like you're emotionally drained right on like that emotional level as well 
So wasting emotional energy leaves you feeling exhausted, mentally tired. And again, it can be related to your physical health, but it doesn't have to be. So a good question that you can ask yourself is, are you able to focus or are you worried about something? Are you worried or pissed or distracted by something in your environment or something that hasn't even come to fruition, but you're concerned that it might? That stress depletes you. And those high levels of heightened emotions are meant not meant to be long-term solutions, right? You're not supposed to stay in those heightened emotion states for very long. Otherwise, it does deplete you very, very quickly. The third and final domain is purpose and fulfillment. And this is one you probably didn't expect. But purpose, feeling like what we are doing matters, is an important piece of the puzzle. Even if you're well-rested, even if you aren't beyond stressed out, if you are beyond bored with what you're working on, or if it feels out of alignment, you aren't going to find the energy necessary to do it well or to do it effectively, whatever it is, right? So in this instance, a question that you can ask yourself is, is what I'm working on motivating and inspiring? Now, there might be specific tasks that you're just like, well, this is so not my cup of tea. And that's something we can talk about in a later episode, you know, what your zone of genius is versus zone of competence, incompetence, excellence, all of those things. We can talk about that. But most importantly, it's, is this thing that I'm working on tied to something that matters to me? Is it motivating me? Is it inspiring me? So those are the three domains. And just like productivity is a system of different strategies and techniques, so is energy management. And you can treat your own energy management system as an experiment. I know, I know you expected this, right? You can treat it as an experiment to determine what works best for you piece by piece. So one thing I will never do is sit here and tell you, you've got to do this, and then you've got to do this, and you've got to do this, and just plug and play this exact system into your life, and it's going to radically change your life, and it's going to be the thing that you stick with forever. That's not my process. I don't believe that's a long-term solution. But what I will do, I do want to provide you with a few specific strategies as launching off points as you start to create an energy management system that truly works for you, okay? So here are a few of those strategies that you can consider as you are working on creating your own energy management system. So if things feel a little bit scattered and you find yourself unable to focus, I want to encourage you to do a brain dump. This simple 10 to 20 minute task can clear away the clutter. And while it can be amazingly effective to do it just once, making it a regular routine and habit can actually massively increase the energy you have for other things. So how you do a brain dump is you basically, you can set a timer. You don't have to set a timer. I like to set a timer because it gives me parameters. It gives me structure. But you basically get out a piece of paper, go to your your dry erase board, get something out that you can write on and just pour out everything that's sitting in your brain. I know that whenever I'm feeling super scattered or like I can't start connecting dots or I don't know what it is that I really need to focus on, if I just dump everything out and I can see it, it's so much easier for me to see patterns, to see threads and to see what really needs my attention and what is just taking up space. Another thing that you can do is to make self-care your priority. As women, and even as moms, if you are the mother or parent of children of any age, 
We are often most valued and validated when we put others before ourselves. This, this is, yes, we can go on and on and on about the patriarchy and why this is all wrong. And, you know, we think that the PC answer is to say that our kids are our number one priority or our partner or our marriage or our service to others. Yeah, I'm not buying it. And here's why. Those things are important. But if you don't take care of yourself first, you're not going to be effective in showing up for those other people well either. So as a whole, I'm not talking about in any one instance, but as a whole, you can put systems in place to ensure that you are filling your cup, that you're taking care of your health and wellness and emotional and spiritual well-being, and that you aren't intentionally or unintentionally signing up for the martyr train, because that is a train that you don't want to be on. Trust me, I've been on it, and I... I got off of it a long time ago, but that, that was not the thing that is going to help you get where you want to go. It's just not. Another thing that you can do, another strategy you can consider is to minimize your distractions. Yes, distractions are a drain on your energy. Probably not surprising to you, right? But you can do something about them. In fact, I did an entire episode on distractions and how to combat them. So if this strategy interests you, head on over to check out episode 13 called Why You Are Constantly Distracted and Six Ways to Fight It. Another strategy is to be curious about and create your schedule around your own unique rhythms and how you work. So I talked about those daily ebbs and flows. They're going to be a little bit different. It might be that you're considered a night owl or maybe you're considered a lark, meaning that you like to get up early. Both of those things are going to have an effect on how you work and when your energy levels are high and when they're low during the day. Um, It also has to do with how you uniquely show up. So It's not only about working with the ebbs and flows of your energy, but also how your personality innately drains or recharges your energy stores as well. So some entrepreneurs like myself are introverts, meaning that their alone time is recharging. So like whenever I'm creating content or whenever I am planning something, those things are recharging to me and they allow me to process things. Whereas meetings are energetically draining. I like meeting with my clients. I like meeting with other people, but it does drain my energy rather than recharge it. Whereas for extroverts, for those of you that identify as an extrovert, maybe meetings are something that give you energy. You feel so good afterwards and you feel like you could take on anything, but individual content creation feels like it totally drains you, right? So that's what I mean by getting curious about and then creating your schedule around how you uniquely work, how you already uniquely show up and how your energy is flowing and ebbing, right? Also, environment matters. So that's a whole nother strategy, right? Environment matters. Being in a space where there is lots of clutter and lots of noise and lots of potential distractions can all drain your energy quickly. But also, even just the colors on the walls or the amount of light in any given space can leave you feeling ready to fall asleep or ready to take on the world. So just consider that. Is your environment helping you feel the way that you need to feel? And it might mean that work environments need to be energizing, whereas rest environments need to be relaxing, right? So not all your environments need to be bright colors and high energy. It's got to fit with what you're using that space for. 
That's why most sleep experts or people that talk about sleep say, keep your bedroom dark and cool and distraction-free, screen-free, because that promotes you falling asleep. Whereas if you had that same environment in your workspace, probably going to fall asleep there, which is not what we want, right? And then this final strategy is kind of one of my favorites, but it's to move your butt, right? I'm not going to sit here and harp on you to exercise. That'll come in a future episode. Don't you worry. But you know the benefits of movement in an intellectual way. But what I'm suggesting with this strategy is a three-minute dance party. I want you to find and put on a song that you can't not move to and just let go. This whole like dance like nobody's watching thing, yes. You can dance like nobody's watching or you can dance like everyone's watching and cheering you on. Whatever gets you moving. In fact, right before I sat down to outline this exact episode that you are listening to right now, I listened to and danced my hiney off to Only Love by Hanson. Also a Jonas Brothers song will work for this if you're a Joe Bro fan like I am. But you don't have to commit to 30 minutes of cardio every single day. I'm just asking you to commit to listening to your favorite high vibe tune and moving your booty when you start to feel a little bit tired or unmotivated. It is an excellent way to reset your energy and to get the energy back up, especially after a long period of work or something that has kind of maybe started emotionally draining you or even just whenever you need that reset in the middle of the day. So I always like to end each and every episode with an action step that you can take right now to help you move forward and begin to implement immediately. So here's your action step for this episode. Commit to noticing your energy ebbs and flows for one week. Write down exactly how you're feeling at different times and how productive you feel. Remember, what gets measured gets better. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to check out the Goal Get It podcast. If you never want to miss an episode, you can hit subscribe to make sure you're the first to get your new episode every single week. And if you'd like to connect outside your headphones, head on over to Instagram and DM me at workwithprocess. I can't wait to chat with you more. Chat soon.